What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Comic Book Lair. I'm Kyle. I'm Ray. And we got a big one for you today, dude. This is a milestone episode, man. Is it? What it's is number it? What 50, bro. Is it big five zero? It's big five zero, man. We're close to our one year mark, but the 50, 50th episode seems like a really cool thing. So uh, I'm stoked to have been doing this with you, bro. And congrats on 50, man. What a dude, cool adventure this has been. That is pretty awesome. I, I didn't know that. That's rad. Super stoked on it. Yeah, man, we've been pretty consistent for a year, dude, to to hit 50. I saw it coming up and I was like, how cool is that, man? The big 5-0. Dude, so cool, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, kind of surreal, I guess. I don't know. I didn't think about it. Yeah, like, remember, it just seems like yesterday we had this bright idea to do a comic book podcast <laughs> together. And uh, here we are a year later, man, at episode 50. And uh, we've made some cool connections and things have grown and... Dude, it's been a ton of fun, fun, bro. Yeah, ton of fun, man. Yeah, it's like I got into it just for an excuse to read more comic books and hang out with you, man. Yeah, seriously, yeah. Just really cool things, dude. So I continue to be stoked to be doing this with you, man. And just wanted to make sure I told you congrats on the big 5-0, dude. Dude, heck yeah, man. Good job keeping tabs on that because I didn't even know. And um, like you said, it's gone by quick, but um, it's been a blast. Yeah, man. It really has gone by super quick, dude. I mean, think about a year, dude. It's just flown by. Yeah, big time. And like, I wanted to do like one of those like year end recaps. And I'm like, dude, we've read so much and gotten into so much. I wouldn't even know like how I'm to tell you. Like, this is my I favorite read. read of the year. Like, I, I have know. no idea, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have a couple, I think, in the back of my mind that has really, really stood out for me this year. But I think Better Place would probably be one of my faves. Uh, that I read this year. Yeah, that one was really good. Do you have like, what's the one that you're thinking of right now? Um, God, dude, there's like two or three that come to mind that were just, I don't know, that were just super good for me. I would say, um, I think, and this was an early episode, but when we did Stray Dogs, that book oh, just kind of yeah. blew me. Yeah, I love that book, man. It was just so different. Um, dude, I don't know. And speaking of that episode, and just thinking about how we've grown as a show, like remember how we used to how we used to do the books, man. Yeah, I remember. Man, you got to start somewhere, bro. <laughs> One foot in front of the other, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, man. It's that's uh, yeah, crazy to think about. Uh, you you go back to those episodes, dude, and they're like two hours long, bro. Gosh, they were so so long. So whoever listened to us back. I mean, in the first back in the day, so. but it hasn't yeah. been. I mean, yeah, whoever listened to the first like eight episodes, ten episodes, and they're still jamming to us, we appreciate you. Yeah, we made some yeah. changes along the way, um, and it's been fun. I know Ross has been around since the beginning, so I'll give him props for sticking it yeah, through those yeah. episodes, man. Yeah, heck yeah, I can't even go back and listen to him, bro. I don't I'm think like, I no could way. either. I don't think I could either. And um, it, it's funny because I was telling someone, um, who was I talking to the other day? I was talking to someone about our, our podcast and they were going to start listening to it for the first time. And I was like, oh, be careful with the first view. <laughs> it's a lot different. You know, I mean, not that they were, they were bad. I mean, we were just getting into it and uh, just was, it's different than what we kind of are doing now. So Dude, yeah, it was still super, I had a ton of fun doing those ones, even though oh yeah, you kept me like, even though I was burning the midnight oil, um, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> we were up so late doing those. Gosh, dude. we were up so late. And for me, I mean, it was super late for me. For you, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, because the, um, the time it, difference. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fun. 
and just a little behind the scenes for some some folks, dude. We had to record the Noctera episode like four <laughs> times because we were so unhappy <laughs> with it. And they're that two was... hours long and we're doing it like it's our third go around. It's like 1 a.m., dude. And we're like, this is better go good. Dude, we had to give up that night, remember? We we yeah. called it a night and had to do it. Um, we had to do another day of recording. But um, that was... That was a hard book to do, even though I, yeah. I love that. Um, I love that run and that story. That was just very challenging with everything that had going on in that book with the narration. And yeah. but um, we made it. Yeah, man. So congrats on the big five zero here at the CBL, bro. How cool, yeah. dude. Way cool, man. I know we're uh, recording this a bit early, so I'm not going to be able to ask you how your turkey day was. But uh, did you get in a chance to read anything uh, dude, here? Uh, um, I didn't get a ton of reading time in. I did read Above Snakes issue five, which finishes up uh, the series. Have you read it yet? Did you get it? Not yet. It was delayed uh, for me. So I think it should be coming next in my next shipment. Well, what do you want me to spoil? Do you want me to kind of just throw it out spoil there? Spoil it all, dude. You, spoil you, it all. I won't say too much. I will say um, issue one and issue five are are my favorite of the issues. There was a couple in between issues that I thought were just kind of strange. I mean, this is a kind of a crazy story, anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's like a a, a western meets like bizarro. what would you say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very bizarre, <laughs> just different, which is cool. But the art um, by Hayden Sherman is is incredible. I think I showed you one of the um, double page spreads in this last issue, and dude, the art is fantastic. Um, yeah. But you get a cool ending here for old dirt. Um, I will tell you, he does get his revenge. I won't tell you the, what exactly happens at the end. Cause it's, it, it was pretty cool. A lot better than what I expected. Um, well, let me ask you this, the dude who was putting him in a, in a grave at the end, does he get back to on that guy? Does he get revenge on that dude? Oh yeah. Yeah. So his name is, they call him tombs. Yeah. Cause he, 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 um, he buries people and he, <laughs> <laughs> And, and like um Your you get face. you get kind of like the because this whole time we haven't got like what's going on and how his wife died and yeah kind of so you get some backstory and some stuff with him and his wife and kind of what all went down there which was really cool to kind of kind of give it a good conclusion i guess right you on. could say and um you get some funny moments with speck and then um, the last page is hilarious. It's like it ends and then there's a last like final page with him and Spec kind of like just giving a little back and forth and um, just a, a little bit more. Um, so he doesn't get to Spec doesn't leave. Uh, you'll you'll see. I don't want to okay. totally ruin it for you, but um, it's just this little like thing at the end. And it's it's pretty funny, dude. Spec is hilarious. Dude, I know. Was, I think it was what was it issue three where you thought Spec was just I was dying, dude. Yeah, and so this I, you'll bust up laughing when you read it. It was pretty funny. I thought issue one, issue three, Spec and Dirt's relationship was just hysterical. Yeah, and it's kind of you don't see a lot of Spec in this one until the end, and then it ends, and you get the one last page turn, and there's like a um, some dialogue with him and Spec, and it's really really funny. Right on. Um, so I liked how it ended. Um. I would say this is this, and like I said, issue one were both my my two favorites. So it was pretty good, though. Right on, dude! I, I can't wait to get into it. I was kind of going in 
into it, like kind of just like, man, I hope this is, you know, I hope it ends really good. And, um, I liked it. So it was cool. And, um, like I said, art, fantastic. Um, so pretty crazy read though. Yeah. I can't wait to get into it, man. I really want to know what, how, how it all wraps up. So I'm excited. Yeah. I think you'll really, really like it. So, um, and then dude, I did, um, get in a couple more episodes of that anime. I was watching cyberpunk. Oof. Did it? Are you still liking it? it yeah, I like, like it, yeah? and it's it's wild. I'll I'll just say that. Definitely don't watch it with the kiddos around. Yeah, I won't. Like every episode, I'm just like, I don't know, something crazier happens, and it just keeps like one upping each episode. Is it? Um, I don't know the right question I want to ask, but like, it, what kind of story is it telling? Like so far. So you got this young kid, his name's uh, David, and um, he, him, and it's just him and his mom. And um, his mom is like barely, like they're barely getting by, you know. Right. Um, they live in a bad part of town, but he's going to this real like pre- prestigious school. And his mom is just like busting her back just to make it and to get him through school. But he is super, super smart, like very techie, very smart. But he's just not like that, you know, he's going to this high-end school with all these rich kids and he just doesn't fit in. You know, he gets picked on and he's he's not like them. He calls them corpos, like, because they're corporate, you know, like, mm-hmm. and he's just from a different part of town, different upbringing. And um, she ends up dying and he finds out that she, uh, her name was Gloria, that she like was doing a bunch of illegal stuff to basically keep him going to this school, you know, cause she wanted him to make something of himself, you know? Yeah. And then when she dies, he kind of like goes off the deep end, but then he meets this crew that she was working with. And now he kind of joins this crew and is actually really good at it. Cause he's super smart and very, very techy. He starts doing all these like body enhancements with all this, uh, like futuristic stuff they have. And, um, he's getting caught up in some craziness. That's for sure. Is it a little like clear? It sounds like as you're describing it, it almost sounds like clear that the book you were reading not that long ago from Scott Snyder. Um, yes, yes. Yep. Very, very similar to clear. That's for sure. That sci-fi kind of cyberpunk. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like clear. It reminds me a lot of that. And so um, it, it's a cool story. The world is really cool. And um, I don't know. Yeah. If you get a chance to watch it, like I said, they're only like 25 minute long episodes and um, I've never dabbled in in anime before, really. And so, um, yeah, pretty pretty cool. It gets a lot of people are loving it. It's on Netflix. I'll have to check it out, but I'm not going to lie to you, man. My TV time's pretty wrapped up in anime. <laughs> I know, and so I'm very <laughs> surprised I'm able to to get these in. But it's pretty quick, you know twenty twenty. It's like twenty three minutes or something episode. So yeah, uh, I did get to start a new show with my uh, older daughter today, though. Um, it's a Disney Plus show. Called the Benedict, the something, the Benedict Society. Uh, there's a longer title there, but uh, it was cool. I man. think I saw um, the thumbnail on Disney Plus recently. Yeah, with Tony Hale, and uh, you know she's always so nervous to start something new, but I think she enjoyed it. So uh, it was definitely fun. It's something I enjoyed watching too. So you might like that. Your kids might enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, my kids like that kind of stuff. I did see that. I'll have to check it out. But uh, I did add the cyberpunk to my watch list so i hope did to, you yeah all right so i hope to dive into it well yeah you have to let me know to see i want to yeah i want to know if you if you like it you have to just check out episode one 
Yeah. We, we usually like the same sort of thing. So if you're digging it, I'm sure I'll be into it. But uh, what did you get into? You get into any of the books besides uh, Day Tripper? Yeah, man, I got in a few. Uh, one of my favorite reads was um, That Texas Blood, uh, number 19. Mm. So it finishes the third arc with the um, with that serial killer. How's that Sheriff was, doing? Dude, he's he's just always in a pickle, man. He's uh he's just always trying to keep keep the peace, keep people, you know, positive and trying to solve some of the worst crimes and craziness you've ever imagined, dude. Is he still like cool, calm and collective or Oh yeah, dude. Uh I love him. He's such a cool character. But he just cool. really quick, a shout out here to um Man, I can't remember now. I think it's uh, Jacob Phillips that's doing the yeah. art. Chris Condon is writing this. But it's all taking place in, in like a winter storm. And dude, like look at the, the paneling here. Like that's the that's the murderer. Mm-hmm. And that's the, the lady. But the snow. That is really rad. Yeah. It just added to the tension, dude. Like as I'm reading it, like I was feeling so anxious and tense, even though. You know, pretty sure Joe Bob's going to somehow, you know, save the day here. But yeah, well, when we did volume one, the the environments is it, it's the same art. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same crew. Right. Yeah. The the environments that they um, that he draws and, and the the colors were some of the so best. good. Yeah. Yeah. The backdrops. And this one ended and, you know, it was really satisfying again. It's just another little like snapshot of something that's going crazy here in Ambrose County and Sheriff Joe Bob. And, uh, you know, I loved it, man. I I just, I can't, I already can't wait for the next volume to come out because Joe Bob's so cool, man. And just everything, the world they've created here. So, uh, compelling and the artwork just, does it still feel like you're in Texas? Oh, dude, not as much as the other ones, just because this one was so, um, consumed by the storm mm-hmm. and they're inside most of the time and he's not really like engaging in dialogue or conversation too much with other people it's a lot about catching this I think it's RQK or RKQ killer and um, my only disappointment was at the end I kind of was hoping like to demask the killer mm-hmm. and it would be some sort of twist about like maybe Joe Bob knew who he was but uh, he just there's no real that doesn't ever really happen, you know. He just yeah, kind of saves okay. Saves the woman and goes home and there's a touching moment, you know, um with him and his family and his little kid there at the end. That's cool. So, super cool, man, but the artwork is just man, dude. I was like getting so anxious. The snow was making me so uncomfortable. I was like because at one point she's trying to get away and she slips on this snowbank and just whacks her head. And yeah. like, look at that, all that blood, dude. Yeah, that art is so good in that series. Yeah. So another uh, another good volume for that Texas blood continues to be one of my favorite ongoing um, stories, man. And I can't wait to keep up with it every time it comes out. Um, and I got into a few more, but I might save save the last two for kind of like a speed round because I don't have too much to report on them. But I did get to read uh, issue one of Gospel. Oh, yeah. You were talking about that last week. How was it? Dude, I liked it a lot, man. It was wild. What's and the premise? Like, so it, turn, it, it kind of opens up and it, there's this girl. I forget her name, so don't ask me off the top of my head. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's kind of set back in England kind of uh, when the Reformation was happening. So like Thomas Cramner and all them were kind of pulling the Church of England away from uh, the Catholic Church and from Rome and all the bad stuff that's going on there. So that kind of sets the timepiece, right? But it opens up and it's kind of, it almost seems, um, what's the right word? Fantasy story because you've got this girl She's totally like uh, sticking out like a like a sore thumb sort of thing. She's got, you know, this like green hair and she almost looks like a superhero, right? And she's chasing this huge boar, dude. And uh, you're just following her as she finally like daggers this thing right in the head. And uh, but the crazy twist is, is that she's good friends with this dude who's writing stories and none of it really happened the way that everyone's telling the stories around, you know, their neighborhood. Uh-huh. And so what you find out later on is that really she was just chasing a tiny little pig around um, like their office here. And he just made up the story that she was chasing this huge boar. But everyone talks about it. Like there's this dude sitting in a bar talking about like uh, how crazy this story was uh-huh. and how wild it is. And uh, so I think there's more going on there. Like she's trying to get him to write these stories uh, really like wild, like really blown out of proportion. Really elaborate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, elaborate. That's pretty cool. And I'm not entirely sure why yet. I know she's trying to get out of uh, her current situation and move. She's trying to pull him with him. Uh, And I I think she sort of thinks that like these stories are going to be like, you know, her... Her ticket out of there? Or ticket what? out of there. Thank you. Yes, exactly. But then, dude, right at the end, um, a tower explodes. And, dude, it's the most gnarly guy. And she's just like, oh, my God, the devil has returned. And it's this thing. Wow. Like, yeah. Huh. I wonder. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Because so, now it makes you think, like, is that legit happening? Or is this just yeah. another story? Yeah. So... Hmm. I'm just kind of all brought in on that and think it's really clever and cool. And you know me, I'm a sucker for that time period. So I think it's fascinating. And uh, the artwork was cool, but it's just kind of like, and it's this guy sitting here in like modern time, this dude with the hat on, he's talking to this lady. Interesting. And uh, I know no one can see us, but for your sake. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It kind of seems like he's the one telling the story to her now. And so it's just wild, dude. Like, um, I'm all in, dude. I think it's really cool and has a lot of potential to be just a really wild, wild ride here. So yeah, very cool. That was a lot of fun, man. You know what? Instead of doing my speed run later, I'm going to do it now. So we could just kind of dwell and day tripper for a bit. All right. All right with you. Yeah. I did get into stuff of nightmares too. And, uh, dude, you know, what's funny is that it's continuing from issue one where I thought each one was going to be like standalone. I thought the same thing, but it's the same story, man. And it gets wild, wild, even worse, even worse, dude. All so, right. uh, I don't want to spoil too much. You plan on staying up with it? Yeah. Don't, uh, cause my daughter was reading it too. She liked oh, it. Oh, cool. So. Super weird, dude. Uh, wild ending. Uh, I still really like it. I'm definitely keeping up. I will say. Uh, the weight of it, like, it just doesn't feel like much of a story, you know, it kind of feels like very Tales of the Crypt. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know yeah. we said that before, but just kind of like a wild excuse to go into some weird, weird stories. And that's fine. 
you know I, yeah. I appreciate it it's definitely wild though man like super weird like the imagination to write some of this stuff is beyond you know yeah but i still liked it i think that your daughter will dig it it's super super weird yeah we liked the first <laughs> one and i just haven't read the, the issue two yet yeah and then i got to read 007 issue three and uh dude even better than issue two i love these stories man it's super cool uh james bond is uh getting himself into all sorts of pickles as usual and he's just cool the artwork's great um so again a uh, shout out to ross here again on the show for recommending 007 because let, let me ask you <clears throat> have you want like watched the 007 movies oh yeah but uh not the old old ones like i'm kind of a pierce brosnan and uh, and forward guy yeah dude um i'm kind of pretty much the same way i think i uh, i watched some of the old uh sean connery ones Dude, I tried, man, and people love them, and I just couldn't get into it, bro. Yeah, I think I watched them because, like, when I when I was a kid, um, my dad would watch them, you know. So yeah, I, but I don't really remember them that well. So I, I, I guess I can't say, yeah, I've watched those ones. You know, they were just kind of on when I was around. But um, I watched like the the Pierce Bronson, and then uh, what Daniel Craig? He's Daniel he's the Craig. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, I was just curious. Yeah, I'm a. I actually was kind of slow to appreciate Daniel Craig as James Bond. Uh, I still don't think he's my favorite. I am kind of a Pierce Brosnan guy. Like I just feel I like thought he Daniel looks Craig like, was rad. Yeah, and you know most people I know loved it, and his movies ended up like I like him a lot now. But I yeah. still feel like when I think of how Bond looks, I think of Pierce Brosnan, and that's a lot like how he looks in the comic book here too. Is like, it? Yeah, you know that dark hair, slender build. Um, a little bit more clever and and uh, uh, slippery than strong and brute, you know. Yeah, but still, Daniel or Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig. I think that's his name, isn't it? I could be way off. I think it's Daniel Craig. Uh, whoever it is is doing them now. Did a did a good job. Yeah, it's Daniel Craig. Okay. So yeah, but the book's cool, man. I think you'd dig it just because I know you're into those sorts of things. And- yeah, yeah, I'm sure I would. I think uh, issue four comes out. In a week, I think. Oh, really? I oh, yeah. So. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, why do you why don't you say uh, we jump into the back half of Day Tripper, man? You know, I've been dying to chat with you about this. I couldn't wait to hear your thoughts on issue seven. We'll get there in a second, but uh, we're picking up here. If you if you're just jumping in at this episode, go one back, and you'll hear our initial thoughts on the first five here of Day Tripper, and uh, then come back here. We're gonna pick it up with issue six, man. Uh, what'd you think, dude? Yeah, dude. So issues six through 10 and, um, you want me to give like what I overall thought of all of them or like, uh, no, let's, I want to slowly build there. Can we do that? So we get into six, right. And, um, the story picks up with his good buddy, uh, George, right. And, uh, he like almost, um, there's this huge plane crash at their the local airport and he was like supposed to be on that flight or something. So yeah. he, he, he kind of gets freaked out by that big time freaked out. Yeah. I mean, and I, let me see. So you have a fear of flying. Everybody yep. who listens knows that. So how bad did this freak you out? Well, dude, I was just like, I, I felt his thing. Cause remember I told you, I just saw the, the pilot come out and start looking at the oh, plane. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Nope, 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 Getting Nope. Off. Could you imagine, like, like in the way he says, it's like he should have been on that flight, but for some reason wasn't, or he could have been on that flight, or however he puts it. But like, that'd be enough for me, bro. 
Like seriously, <laughs> like luckily in my life outside of the like really random, bizarre sort of international flights that have gone down, we haven't had a domestic sort of uh, airplane that has had a big crash. At least like a big airline. Yeah. And so in my mind, like, but dude, even if like, like you heard of a, you know, Delta airline, mm. some random flight goes down, I'd be like, I could have been on that flight. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But d- d- George, he, he, um, I would, this would is, you would be George right now is what I, oh, yeah. what I was thinking this whole time. I was like, this is Kyle right here. <laughs> but, um, and it's weird because after this initial crash happened, like he can't, um, Bross can't get a hold of George for like a long, long time. And, um, I just really like how, like, um, you know, you don't see a lot of friendships like that, you know, like him and George have been friends since like, uh, since uh, college, I think. Yeah. Let me ask you um, this. Yeah. If I go missing, you're going to come find me, bro. I'm going to go broth. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And I'm going to be on the hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like, I like the way he says it too, because to me that George tells bras, like when he finally like gets a hold of him on the phone. He says, life's too short, man. I've been wasting time. I, I, I can't go back to that life. And the funny thing is, is that like every time when I, my problem with being in a plane is that I run the scenarios through my head every time, like I've told you, right? Yeah. Uh, where I'm like, okay, if the plane starts going down, like I got to figure a way out to call the family, blah, blah, blah. And then so like my thought always goes to like, man, why am I doing this? Like life's short. Like I shouldn't be flying. Like this isn't what I want to be doing. And so this whole issue had a lot of stuff that rang, rang true for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, George, you know, he takes it to the extreme, this he, guy. He it, take, I'm not sure I would take it, take it. <laughs> I'm not sure I would alter my life the way George did because yeah, of it. But yeah. I mean, I, I get, I get what he was saying for sure. Like, yeah. I, I get the, the, um, the big picture he was trying to, trying to um, tell Bross, but at the same time, as we move forward in the seven, which is the issue you kind of brought up uh, last week, and we're super stoked to talk about, he um, he takes it to the extreme. You know, he basically he he, he quits his job. He he moves to what would it be like a like a tropical area? I don't, I don't yeah, even know where. I think he's that's at. a good way to put it. Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's a tropical island or just somewhere where he's basically like living on on a beach. He he doesn't have a job. He's just kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of bumming around, I guess. Mm-hmm. Kind of making it work somehow. And um, but Bross, um, and it's been years since him and Bross have seen each other, and now it's to the point where Bross is like, he, he, you see a little flashback of them in college, and just how good of friends he, you know, they, they are, and then he, he's on this mission to, to find him, and yeah. so um, Bross is like tracking him down. He's sending, uh, George has been sending postcards to him and, or at least he thinks it was him that sent in this postcard. And he finally gets to where, um, from, to where George is at. And this issue was kind of crazy for me. I don't know the overall, like what they were trying to say with it besides like, I mean, friendship is important. I get that. But, uh, what do you, what do you think? Well, I guess we can tell everybody what happened. I mean, yeah, we've we've uh, again just hashtag spoiler as we get into any of our bo dubs. The idea of a bo dub is we post what we're getting into on Instagram like three or four days early, <laughs> and we hope that like you know you'd pick it up and read it and come check out what we thought. Maybe join in conversation on yeah, our Discord. Yeah. 
little book clubby. But he's so he's going off to find him. And dude, just real quick before we get get to that part, uh, at the beginning of this one where it opens up and the dude's kind of sitting there, uh, I think it's like at a truck truck stop or something, eating. Did you think that was Braz? Like kind of maybe getting a little too uh, lenient with himself or something? So I was confused. I and then I, I I didn't think he was bronze, but then I was like, is the guy behind the bar bronze? Because he's yeah. that you know. So I was definitely a little lost. But then later you see, you find out it was just some random trucker that yeah ends in Braz's death. Uh huh. <laughs> and so Braz is like we said, he's he's rushing. I'm guessing to the airport to try to find George. And on his way there, uh, in front of him, two semis collide, and one of them's carrying uh, like tree trunks. Yeah, just a bunch of timber. Bunch and, of logs. Uh, you know, then that's and that's how that's the end of Bras here. Uh in chapter six. How old was he here in six? Was he I think he was uh, in his thirties. Thirty three. Yeah. And uh yeah, I wasn't sure either. To be honest with you, bro, for the next two, I was unclear. I think I told you like even with seven, I was a little unclear of some of the like takeaways. Uh, yeah, you know? my big takeaways I got with this is just the importance of friendship. Like you can obviously tell they they've been buddies for a long time and you can see how passionate Braz is about like making sure, you know, his buddy's okay. And then you get into seven and you know, they haven't seen each other for a long time. So he wants to um just reconnect and and, and um you, you just tell you can just tell it's it's a deep friendship between the two, you know. Yeah. And how George kind of just vanished. Basically it got to the point where he's like, no, I have to do something. Maybe he waited too long to, to, to do something to reach out, to give him, you know, help or, or what, you know, find out what was going on with him. Um, but yeah, just, uh, um, kind of a weirder one for me. Issue seven. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, even the kind of obituary at the end doesn't really give you too much insights. <laughs> it's just like sometimes God works in mysterious ways, you know. But it is interesting, right? Because uh, in this one, his big thing was his career was about to break because he had the opportunity to write uh, an obituary for and help so many people kind of grieve and move. I don't know if move past or move on is the right way to put it, but to... That's the way his boss puts it, but... yeah. To kind of come to grips, maybe. I don't maybe even know just if that's help right. Help him, help him in the healing out. process. Yeah, past uh, the loss that that was caused by uh, that that plane crash. So I was trying to make a connection there a little bit. Like, okay, so this was his big thing here, but then he dies, and so it's kind of also like uh, a reminder that uh, even even right when you're about to break and make a big, like life can still end. So you know what I mean. Yeah, um, because yeah. it does seem like that's one of the things it's trying to say throughout here. Like we we mentioned in the last episode, was that you never know, you yeah. know. And here you it's just know, again, yeah. like man, he really had no idea this was going to happen. Yeah, but he he finally did make it as a, a a prominent writer, and he got his got his name out there. He got his book finished. Like people on the plane are like asking for his autograph as he's trying to go find George. That's right. Yeah. And so he he finally did, you know, because up until now he was just writing obituaries and um Well that's in seven that they're asking him about the book. Yeah. Yeah. We're still talking six, but we can go to seven. Oh, I'm talking both I've been talking both six and seven this whole time. Oh, are you? I haven't talked about seven yet. I thought we were just making our way there. 
Yeah, what'd you think about Seven then? Like, so yeah, he's finally broken out in the big time with his Silken Eyes books, and he's famous, and people know who he is. And uh, I mean, can we just jump straight to it, dude, to the end? Because I gotta know what the heck you thought, dude. Yeah, he's soaking it in. So I'm glad he finally, you know, he finally caught his big break, and he's finally, um, you know, like, I don't know if he can fill his dad's shoes or not but he, he's finally making a name for himself other than you know being an obituary writer but um yeah like i like i mentioned he's he's trying to find george still because um i guess they haven't talked to each other for i can't i don't even think it says but it's a long period well, the of time. crazy thing is is that chapter six when all that stuff that we were talking about is happening the plane crash and he's talking to george for the first time uh, and he dies in that car. Dude, he's 33. Oh, so then it's... Um, and then here he's 38, 38 when yeah. he finally is traveling to go uh, help George. That's so he hasn't seen time. him for five years. Yeah. Yeah, that is a gap. Yeah. So their friendship went from basically, you know, riding in the same car with each other to now not even on the same road with each other. Yep. You Thick know, thieves to passing by in the night. Yeah. And, um, so, so he finally finds him. He's in this tropical area, like we mentioned. And, um, I don't know if at this point he is just, um, has he lost his out. mind a little yeah, bit? I couldn't if tell he's either. Just, if his mind is just totally gone or if he, he's on some type of drugs or what, but, um, basically he Bross finds him like on this, basically like a shack, like on the beach where he, yeah. he's, um, not even living. He's just like, looks like he's just surviving at this point. And barely at that. Yeah. But I thought about the, the drugged out thing too, because his eyes in that, in that panel, when he first, when Braz first walks in, man, he looks worse for wear. Dude. And I, I mean, yeah, unless he just hasn't, I don't, I don't know. Hasn't slept in a while, but he looks yeah. bad. He look he's in a bad spot. No matter whatever, whatever's going on with him, he's, he's in a bad spot for sure. And yeah. Bross notices right away, you know, he's like, trying to chat him up, trying to tell him, Hey, you know, like we got to get out of here. Let's take you back. And, um, pretty crazy, man. He basically, um, pulls out a knife and tries to kill himself. Bross is like trying to save him. And then he lunges at Bross and kills Bross. What'd you think, man? I had no idea what to make of this one. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like this one was strange. Like, I don't know. Like he fights, like you said, he's going, going so out of his way uh he cares so much about george he gets there and he wants to help him and then george, george kills him and it even the obituary again i wasn't able to like glean much much information like or any takeaway really from it me neither and it's like they have like as he's killing him they have like this little flashback of when they were on like their first like trip together back in back from like issue what, two i think it was yeah and so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just like, I, I don't know what it was trying to say, to be honest. I, I, I have no idea. Just uh, maybe how the importance of friendship and uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. Or I wonder like if like, like the way you said, cause here it says that the, in the obituary, uh, there are a lot of things in life that are difficult to understand. And even greater is the challenge of putting them into words. Friendship is certainly one of them. And, you know, all that Braz has gone through here to try to, uh, I'm struggling to, to think of how exactly I want to put it, but, uh, just that like f- friendship can sometimes like put you through the ringer, 
like and just the heartbreak of finding his buddy just totally wigged out you know unrecognizable being a sort of death to bras you know like it, it was almost like he and george were two parts of a whole and he gets there and he, he doesn't he's you know he's george is that you and uh i just wonder i i don't know this is spitballing here so I'm just kind of curious what you think like maybe it's just the idea that like when you write, oh, I don't want to say it that way. Uh, the justice sometimes friendships can uh, can really, you know, put you through the ringer. Yeah, I mean that that definitely makes sense. Um, and I mean, maybe sometimes like you're only you know supposed to be friends for for whatever period of time, and then you know drift apart, or I don't, I don't know. This it was a weird chapter for me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was, this is the one I was most worried about because I was yeah. like, because you were such a fan of George early on and then to see George later on straight up murdering him. I was yeah. like, oh man. That's I, for, well, I didn't expect this at all for sure. And I still don't, um, e- even finishing it, I still, d- this one, I just didn't get the, the, what they were trying to convey, I guess, yeah, clearly enough for me. Yeah. So then moving on to, uh, what is this? Where are we on now? Eight? Yeah. Yeah, eight. How old is he here? How is yours broken up? Because mine's very strange. Eight, he's 47. He's 47. This is when, so like... So is this still seven when all of a sudden... Oh, yeah, this is still seven. Wait, no, is it? Because I turned the page after the obituary from seven, and it's like it kind of is a page break for me, and then all of a sudden it's his wife talking to his son. Yeah, that's eight in bed, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're an eight. This one uh, was the most emotional for me. I think so too, because he's away from. This is when he's away from the family a bunch. Yeah, he, he's he's successful now. He's, he's on a book tour. Yeah, he's going all over the country on this book tour. He's not at home, putting his wife through the ringer, raising it, it, a kid on her own. Yep. Yeah. And so this one also reminded me a lot of. Um, how his dad's relationship was with him, you know, cause his dad was always writing in the basement gone. And now you're kind of seeing it with him and his son where, yeah. you know, oh, his, yeah, son, yeah. his son's like looking for him at school. He's supposed to come to the class to like for, for career day. So you can talk to all the kids and what he does. He, you know, doesn't show up for that. Um, yeah, his, his wife is like, like you mentioned is, is doing everything herself because he's gone. And, um, so yeah, this one was definitely emotional and it brought back all the stuff with, with his dad from when he was younger. At least that's what I thought. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's a good sort of like, uh, follow, you know, how the apple doesn't fall far, far from the tree sort of thing. But I, I do no, I, I agree. And I do think though that he has a different mindset about it than his dad. Like yeah. he, he's constantly like writing these notes and leaving these notes around the house before he leaves so his wife will find him. He's like sending her emails all day, calling her, leaving her voicemails. So he mentally he is wants to be home, but he has to I don't think he really wants to go do this book tour. Yeah. That's what I got from it. And just, uh, yeah, I, that's what I got from it too. But just some of the emotional beats here, like uh, his son being picked on at school uh, and it's, it's specifically that panel here where the kids are saying to him that his dad doesn't even like him. Yeah, and, that uh, was rough, yeah. You know, and then he's just inner monologuing just how much he misses his dad. And then 
you know, he's telling him he's waiting for his dad to pick him up, but then his mom shows up, not his dad. And you're just like, man, dude. And again, it's just uh, that reminder about traveling for work for me again. Like I, I don't, I don't like the idea of like, a, I don't know. Sometimes it's necessary and sometimes it's important. And the work that a lot of traveling um, people have is important stuff. And some people can make it work. But I always feel bad specifically for some of the reasons here. Like I feel bad for missing out. I feel bad for the like, hey, here you go, uh, Megan. You can have the kids for four days. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, and, you know, interesting too that his kid's so proud of his book. He brings it to school for sort of like uh, bring his dad to work day as like a fill in. You're yeah, just like, oh yeah. man, it's crushing. Yeah, it was tough. And you, you, what also got me too is like they go over to um, Bross's um, mom's house for for dinner. Just the his wife and his son, and his son like stumbles down to where his dad used to write, and you know Bross is gone. His dad's gone. And so it just, you know, it's just another reminder. Like, I think for just how Bross's dad had, you know, and his relationship was yeah. for, for him growing up. And it's just also was just like ridiculously sad that he's sitting there watching Lion King. Dude. <laughs> like, oh, my God, man. <laughs> Who Foster's just laying there on the ground. Too much. But and and this one it ends where you don't even see Braz this entire issue and yeah. he's just you know really makes you feel that absence too as a reader and uh, he never comes home man he died of like what was it surgery for a brain tumor or something yeah yeah some brain tumor that they found and it was like a last minute surgery to remove it yeah and um, yeah pretty nuts it, it was uh, that was a sad probably probably the saddest one I would want to say yeah I agree with you. And then we get into the last two, man. I mean, nine. Um, what did you think of nine? Nine was cool, man, because you get him like um, <laughs> at first I was. Were you a little confused that he was dreaming? Yes. Like he goes through these like dreams that he's having. Oh. And like um, at first you don't know it's a dream. And then all of a sudden his kitchen's like filling up with water. And you're like, OK, wait a second. This has got something's happening here. He must be dreaming or something's going on. And, um, I have a, a question I want to ask you about nine when we're done talking about 10. Don't let me forget. It's an important question. Ask away. Don't. F- well, I don't. Okay. Well, it's jumping the gun a little bit because we haven't talked about 10 yet, but was there a part of you after reading 10 that felt like nine felt like more of the appropriate ending for this volume? Cause to me, he had this dream. He's a dreamer. His he had this nice little wrap up on the beach. Uh, the interaction with his dad in the dream felt a little bit more like his dad. And when we get to ten, we'll talk a little bit about it. But just an emotionally strong issue. Uh, but just some stuff that didn't feel consistent with the rest of the story. Where this one kind of feels like he's getting to wrap up a lot. He's on the beach as an old guy. Uh, he, you know, my dreams tell me who I am, sort of thing. This is the story of my life. Uh, take a deep breath, open your eyes, close the book, which seems like the message of uh, of it a little bit. Like, you know, like appreciate everything that you have now while you have it. Close the book, open your eyes. This is a great gift that you've been given, like every inch of it. And so I was just kind of curious if you had thought about that at all. No, I didn't. And um, I, it's really cool that you point that out because I think you nailed it. I think this could have 
definitely wrapped it up. And um, I didn't think of it that way, but I think you're right. Because even, you know, at the end, he's like, my name is Braz D. Olivia Domingos. This is the story of my life. Like, chap, dream. And so it just kind of feels like, hey, he got to tell you about the importance of, like, all this stuff in his life and how, and, you know, he wants to remind you of to pay attention to all these cool things. Uh, Because I thought 10, while a cool issue, felt like it was almost a different story because the dad arc, Braz's dad's arc, while rad writing, didn't fit who his dad was up to this point. Not for me at all. Yeah. And before we keep going, I don't even know how old he is in issue um, or chapter nine. Like it doesn't say. It doesn't say because he gets all the way to being an old man here. And then it just says chapter nine dream. It doesn't give you an age. Yeah. Like the other ones did. It just felt like a good wrap up for me. And then 10 felt like a, uh, I don't know how 10 felt while I liked it. It just felt out of place almost. Maybe I did like some of it though, about the brain tumor thing and his decision, uh, that Braz made regarding that from his doctor and his interaction with his wife and how difficult that must've been and just how sweet they were, uh, to each other and understanding she was of his decision to not go through with the not surgery treatment. The treatment. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I liked all that. Uh, is there, but, do you want to hop into that? Is there anything else you want to I say mean, about we the can dream? Kinda, we can almost like combine these two yeah. chapters, I think, yeah. just the way it was kind of written. But um, a, a couple of his dreams, because I, I, it, it, throughout chapter nine, he has like multiple dreams in here, you know, where, and, and I guess maybe it's like they're just trying to convey, like you said, just to, to be present in the moments. Um no matter if big or little, but then he has a, another cool one with his dad. But like you mm-hmm. said, like these last two I- issues, like the relationship I saw was like, his dad was always like not there. I mean, he did have a couple really cool moments in big parts of his life where he really needed his dad, like his, with his um, first love breaking up when, um, what other one was it? That he had another cool moment with his dad. Was it about writing? Yeah, yeah. About writing his book and all that. But then like you get to the end and it's and especially the letter that his dad wrote him, and you're just like, wait a second. I know. I didn't think it didn't his... seem like anything his dad did in life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was It was a little... such a touching letter, but I was like, some other dad wrote you this letter. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or like maybe his son tricked him and the son planted the letter for him to read because it didn't feel like something his dad would That that letter would be something I think Bross would write to his son. Yes. Not Bross's dad to him. That's how I felt. Dude, 100%. So while touching and I loved it and it, it was definitely emotional and I felt that heaviness and just the way that, uh, the creative team here. I don't know who's writing and who's doing the art, but uh, like they crushed this as a standalone for me. And I did like the stuff about the tumor and, and just, I finally like getting to see his seeing Braz's son all grown up and their relationship and all that was cool, but it just kind of left me like a little bit bewildered from all the stuff that we've just mentioned. Yeah. I, I would, I, I felt the same way, you know, like I didn't, I didn't fully grasp. Maybe, maybe they were just trying to to show you, like you know, don't be like Bross's dad. Be like Bross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> but I mean, like you said, it was fantastic. The writing was great. Like su- super, super emotional. Like I, I love the dream sequence when he sees his dad under that tree and his dad's chatting mm-hmm. with him and at the end of nine. And then you get into 10 and, um, you know, even though he's got a bleak outcome with his medical condition, he still is just like living every moment like it's his last, you know, like what I think yeah. the whole book is trying to convey, you know, and um, you just see the the emotions between him and his ro- uh, wife. You see it between him and his son, even um, the like you said, the letter was really awesome, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was just a well, little... Like- yeah, dude. For example, literally in the letter, he's saying uh, that your life now that you have a son, your life's no longer going to be yours. It's going to be, you know, it belo- it belongs to him now. Yeah. And uh, the baby is the new master of your life. He's the sole reason for your existence. Dude, that dad never that dad's sole existence and that dad's number one was always writing, not his kid. Mm-hmm. You and know, my, I think what was the end? Um, uh, you don't need me anymore. Yeah. And I don't know. Like it maybe would, we just didn't get to see this side of his dad or maybe, something. Maybe. And I could be reading this all wrong, like this that whole relationship. But yeah, it just um was a little off, little off for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I love the uh kind of one of the messages here is just that like again kind of tying into what we said earlier, is that only when you accept that one day you'll die can you let go. And make the best of life. And that's the big secret. That's the miracle. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So anything else you want to mention before I ask you uh, what you thought overall? No, dude. Um, I, I love this overall. I'll be honest. The, the art was awesome throughout the whole series, um, especially when they get in like some of these brighter areas, you know, like I just thought yeah. it um, was fantastic artwork through and through. Um, the story was really rad. Um, w- one thing I do want to say, I was listening to somebody talk the other day. We had a, a guest speaker at work and they were talking about like great stories, you know, and like writing great stories. And it was right before I read this. And he's like, um, he's like, there's like three or four things that you need like to, for, for a great story, you know, uh, say something relatable, which is whole story. I think anybody can relate to you know, not maybe not every single chapter, depending on how old you are, but you, you, there's everything in here is so relatable, you know, friendships and family and, you know, we growing up. Yeah. All that. And, and, you know, there's one thing in life that's certain we're all going to die, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, even though this book talks a lot about death, it's also showing you, Hey, live your life every moment. And so, um, that was one, um, say something important, there was important stuff throughout this whole book, right? You know, life lessons, all kinds of stuff. And then, um, don't give it like a predictable ending. Right. And every single issue, you know, when you first start reading (laughs) it, he dies and you're just like, what the heck? The first two issues, you're like, dude, this is so how, why is this happening? And then as you go, you just see, it's like these alternate, you know, possible endings of where he could have died, you know? And it was crazy because after I listened to that guy speak and then and started reading this, I was like, dude, did he have this guy come have a conference with him or is this where he got this from or something? But it was just incredible. Like I, I, I thought this, the story was really good. Um, you know, 
relatable, important, emotional. Um, but all in all, I, I really liked it. Um, art was cool, really good. Um, if I had to give it a rating, just from the few little things we thought was weird, I'd probably give it a four out of five. Oh, that's where I'd stand. But, um, and, um, it, just if you want something different, you know, like this is it, you know, I think someone you posted when we first started doing this, and I can't remember, uh, the, who posted on your, your Instagram post, yeah. but they're like, you know, this is a great comic expect, you know, especially if you want to break from, from capes and superheroes, like this is it. Yeah. And that totally was uh, right. Yeah. Saul loves comics on Instagram. Yeah. So who'd shout out to that yeah. guy. And when I read that com- post, I was like, dude, he nailed it because yeah. that's perfect. If you need a break from all, you know, any superhero stuff or whatever, like this is, this is it. Yeah. 100% man. And anybody, this is like perfect for a first time reader. Like if, if someone's just going to get in the comics and you want to be like, Hey, check this out. It's different than what you think comics are. Anybody could read this one. Yeah. Cool use of the medium to show the, the, just how big of a story it can tell. Uh, I think it could be oh, yeah. opening no, to anybody that on the head for sure. Who read, who thinks comic books are for superheroes. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so definitely. I loved it too, man. I, I agree with your rating. I think a four out of five is where I'd sit comfortably with it. Um, I thought everything about it was cool. I think that the reason I knock it really is just that there were some issues and I don't even know like if it's a, if it's a hard knock because maybe the point is just to make me think like it's done, mm-hmm. but I wish I could have come away from six and seven with a little bit more some a little bit more of a takeaway like with some of the other issues like even if i'm way off base on them i still feel like (laughs) i came away with something you know and six and seven just felt a little like man okay what's going on and uh then the ending like you said with the letter to up from the father uh wow an amazing letter just felt out of place uh i mean the whole story was very thought-provoking like every issue like my brain was just like think dude all yeah. over the place. Well, let me ask you a question. When we ended last episode, you were you were commenting uh, that you were kind of curious about how it was going to wrap up, if there was going to be a wrap up, if not, if it was just going to be these kind of um, life lesson-y kind of, you know, quick snippets, that you'd be fine with it. How do you think it ended? Do you think it, it had a wrap up? Uh, were you, or did you, I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, do you think it kind of wrapped up for you? Or do you think that ultimately it was still just snippety? I think it wrapped up. I, yeah. I think there's a few ends that I maybe just didn't fully understand, like with the whole dad thing, like we said. Um, not necessarily is that a bad thing. Um, but I think it wrapped up pretty good. And especially how you mentioned with issue nine, like it kind of just brought it all together. Like, this is life. We all die. You don't know when you're going to die. So make sure you, you, you are in the moment, make sure, you know, you, you're, you're present. Um, cause you never know what could happen. Yeah. All right on, man. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. That's a four out of five for the CBL for day tripper. Solid read. Hide, hide, a huge recommendation here from us. I think get into it over the, over, Oh, this, you're going to be hearing this after Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, good read though. Maybe you'll read it during <laughs> your Thanksgiving break. Maybe you won't. Uh, but we loved it. Um, super cool, super thought-provoking. Yeah, big uh, time. So, well, right on, buddy. Well, dude, that kind of wraps up our, our um, month of November, dude. And um, we have one month left uh, yeah. for the year. It's um, gone by pretty quick. 
especially these last couple months. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure December is going to fly by. That's how it usually does. Yeah. And, um, but we got, um, we got a month left and then we'll be, um, we'll be in the new year and we'll be pretty much a, a year in man. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Super crazy. I think the official anniversary for the CBL is December 13th. Oh, so yeah, we're really yeah. close to one year, the one year mark, but Hey, 50 episodes, man. That's something to celebrate. That's a pretty good accomplishment. I'm stoked for it. So, and it, I think it was a cool, uh, a cool way to do 50 with Day Tripper. Yeah, um, definitely time. up our alley here. So, no, for sure. This fit. I think this is stuff that um, you and I both enjoy. And um, yeah, it, it was good. Others need to enjoy this one too because I think anybody could could read this one. Yeah. Well, dude, what do we got going on next week, man? Do you know? We hanging. We're hanging. We're just gonna be hanging in the lair, just. Um, catching up on our stacks talking about a bunch of books probably i'm sure and um question are we rolling hangings all the way to the new year we don't have any more bo dubs lined up do we Yeah, we don't have um anything i guess set in stone for the month of december um i don't know we're kind of just um winging it to the end of the year and um i don't know we're gonna we're gonna plan something big though for, for yeah. I think, the, the very last uh, episode of this year, we're going to have something fun, so stay tuned. Heck yeah. Right on, buddy. Well, is there anything coming out next week that uh, you're looking forward to? Dude, like I think Double O Seven Four comes out. Um, yep. There was another big one. That, oh, Boogeyman 3. That's what yeah. you've been on that for. And everybody's been loving that run. I still yeah. haven't read any of it, but um, I need You'd to. You'd love it, bro. I know. I You'd need to get it. into it. Um, Damn Them All, issue number two comes out. Mm-hmm. Um. Stillwater 16. Oh, yeah, dude. I need to get in on that one, too. I think you'd like it, too. It's by your boy. Yeah, Chip Z, man. And I'm not sure if, I mean, if this is right, but I saw that Chicken Devils 2 was on the list for the for this coming week, but I thought we already mentioned that or that it already came out. So that must be a, a wrong... Maybe. <laughs> Don't hold nah. us to all these dates. Yeah, nah. <laughs> um, Old Dog Issue 3 comes out. Um, does it really? I didn't see that on there. Yeah, yeah, the thirtieth. Right on. I still have to read two. I have it. I just haven't read it yet. And then for hardcovers, we've got the deluxe edition of Ascender by Mabaway. Oh, yeah, Jeff Lemire. Lemire. Is that volume two? That is just a single hardcover volume. So I think it collects all four trades. Oh, okay. Into one deluxe hardcover. So gotcha. I have that bad boy pre-ordered, so it will be coming to me. And uh, Dude, one thing that I think it's coming out either the very, I, th- I think either the 30th or maybe the first week in December is uh, Noctera Val, uh, Val ah, Special. Can't wait. And um, if it's anything like the Blacktop Bill Special, I'm going to be, I mean, we haven't heard our origin story really, so I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. And it's been a good clip since we've been able to dive good into some Noctera. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, and just uh, as usual, you know, check out Coffee and a Comic for for those and anything else you're looking forward to. Set up a pull list over there. Enter our coupon code Comic Book Layer in all caps to save yourself fifteen percent off. That's uh, where I've got my pull set up. It's where I get all my books. Uh, check it out; you will not be disappointed. Make sure you follow Frank over on Instagram too. At uh, at the man, I was going to give him our our name. At Coffee and a Comic, he's always posting cool stuff, live sales, previews for the week's upcoming releases, and uh, super cool stuff. So check that out. 
Don't forget to enter our coupon code. Save yourself some dough. Yeah, buddy. Heck yeah, man. Well, how can people keep up with us and see what we're doing and all that good jazz? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely uh, subscribe to our show and uh, do us a favor. Leave us a message. We got 50 episodes down. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Let us know how we're doing. And um, come check us out over on uh, the comic book lair over on Instagram. Um, from there, we uh, you can follow our link tree, head over to our Discord, and um, let us know what you think about Day Tripper if you've read it. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, check it out. Um, or just let us know what you're reading in general. We'd love to hear from you. Anyways, I hope you all had a good holiday week, and um, we'll see you next time. Keep reading comics. Ciao, Bunga Nerds. Bye.